Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Will We Write podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Hannah. We're happy to be back with you today, this beautiful Monday. And Georgie's here with us today. I'm trying to get her to meow. She's like, I was sleeping. She was like, you did not need to lift me up. <laughs> oh, and she's running. Georgie is no longer here with us. It's just <laughs> Hannah and Sarah again, abandoned by... It's a cute little baby. <laughs> Do you know what? Recently, she's been um, waking... So I've noticed... Jeremy's been leaving for work sooner than I have. Mm-hmm. And she still, like, gets in bed and, like, will tap me. and But if I, like, give her a pat, mm-hmm. she'll, like, lay down next to me. That's but so sweet. if Jeremy's there, she just will tap me and tap me and tap me. Because she knows that if I, like, if she taps me enough that I'll wake up Jeremy and Jeremy will go and feed her. <laughs> and I'm like, you are the most clever girl. She's like, I know what I want and I know how to get there. Honestly. Uh, our foster cat Coco is just the sweetest thing in the world and she's been sleeping in our bed and when we go to sleep she likes to just kind of sleep on the bed like normal yeah. but I keep waking up and she's sleeping on me and I'm like <laughs> the highest point of me so at this point I've woken up and she's then on my butt one time she was on my knee like balanced on my knee and another time oh she was my on my God. hip because I was on the side she was sleeping on the side of my hip like straddling like nope like in like a little you... loaf form <gasps> it is not has stable. A, no, I was going to say, that doesn't seem safe at all. It's not stable. She just, she'll like, just kind of like, just try to stabilize herself. She gets kind of wiggly and will try to stabilize herself. And I'm like, girl, there's an entire bed here that you can sleep on. Sweet But no, baby. she would prefer to sleep on the boniest part of me. Oh. Um, that gives her the highest vantage point. But I keep, I, I'm not waking up when she sleeps on it. So I like, I keep waking up with her on my body. Sweet baby. She's a good girl. Anyways, um, Hannah, how was your week? It was, it was all right. Uh, work's been pretty tough at the moment. Yeah. Um, so just kind of trying to power through. Yeah. And um, honestly, like I already talked about Coco, but um, it's been really nice having, yeah. having a cat at home to come, come home and snuggle with. That's been really lovely. Um, and yeah, just kind of helping, helping get through stuff. Um, but this weekend, actually, she had to go for a vet visit sweet baby she's not feeling too good she's um was displaying yeah she was not feeling great so we like brought her into the vet she had an appointment anyways and we got an email today she had to be there overnight so honey that we could come pick her up and sarah i kid you not verbatim it says she has this condition um you can take her home she's going to be fine we've diagnosed her with this condition and she's going to have to be on medication forever you are yeah like forever they were like look i understand this is serious medical news but also this is a great pun opportunity i'm not screaming <laughs> I, like, I i genuinely spit out my breakfast like jared read it out loud and i i had avocado toast in my mouth i'm screaming it out i could not believe it Okay, so I used to work for a pet company where yeah. they would, like, highly encourage that in emails we send, we, like, make puns. Pet puns. Pet puns. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. That is, but, like, what a morbid thing. <laughs> I know. I mean, and to be very clear, she is going to be fine with the medication that she she'll be, be okay, on yeah. forever. It is, to, <laughs> it is going to let her live just, like, a very normal quality of life. And yeah. she'll be able to live as long as she was going to live anyway. Yeah, like, okay. This won't affect her, okay. her lifespan. But Baby if girl. If treated... It would, because yeah. she'll be on this medication, it won't. But, yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know, not the worst time to make a joke, but definitely not the best. Yeah. Um, well. I, I can't, I'm going to think about <laughs> it every time we administer, like, give her, it's just a little pill. Every time we give her this pill, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh. 
Oh, honey. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a bit of a hectic week, but yeah. f- glad to have this sweet girl back home. Yeah. Um, yeah, give her lots of cuddles, expecting a little friend to, to wake up to a little friend on my, on my body this morning, <laughs> tomorrow morning. <laughs> sweet How thing. How about you? How was your week? Um, I had the flu this week. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> love to see it. Also, Hannah, this is so bad. <laughs> okay, so I was not, I did not feel good at all this week. Yeah. I still, like, worked from home, which was fine. Mm-hmm. And I was drinking a lot of liquids. I knew I had the flu, so I was trying to, you know, drink a lot of liquids. Yeah. was drinking a lot of tea. I take my tea with oat milk, which is weird, I know. Don't judge. I take it with oat milk. You're talking about chamomile tea, right? Yeah. You take chamomile tea with oat milk. I take all, I take all tea. Wait. With oat milk, well, I know it's like a fruit tea. I don't, I don't put anything in fruit tea. That's the one exception. Okay. That's the one exception. I don't That's, put any milk. Okay. I don't put any honey or anything. But it, I like honey in my teas. Okay, yeah. And after I drank my tea, my stomach would be in cramps. Literally, I felt horrible and like not like super crazy ill, but like my stomach would literally be in cramps and I could yeah. not, I couldn't eat. And so I was like, "What is oh. happening? I couldn't eat because my stomach was in cramps." This morning, Sarah, Jeremy told me that he has been buttering. Or, like, has been, like, spreading his toast with honey every morning. And so oh, there's literally... The <laughs> <laughs> I've literally been eating, like, little bits of toast in my tea, and I didn't realize. Oh. <laughs> Once he figured that out, he was like, oh, my gosh, Sarah, I have to tell you something. And I was like, what? And he was like... I, I know, he was, he was so gutted. He was literally... He was literally so upset at himself. And then, um, oh, I was like, I know. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes a lot of sense because I literally could not eat like Wednesday through Friday. And I like Horrible. stopped drinking the tea because I was like, my stomach is hurting. Like I should stop drinking yeah. this. I'm not going to lie. When you started saying this, I thought you were going to say that the oat milk was like four weeks old or something. Oh, no, no, like, no, no, no. <laughs> you were just being like slowly gluten poisoned. I know. I was literally just having a... <laughs> Me and my allergies. I feel like, I feel like I, I've, I've been saying this, that I want to get retested on everything, yeah. but at the well, same time, I like can't really be bothered. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, if you haven't, um, if you're not up to date with all of Sarah's allergies, <laughs> <laughs> my not allergies, um, we have an episode earlier in the podcast earlier this season yeah. talking about food intolerances and allergies and navigating that fun I know. area of life. Um, one of which we can add maybe post-record of that episode um, is that be careful if you're dipping your gluten knife. Oh my gosh. Honey. I know. We already have separate butters. So like, yeah, yeah so he uses like the, the little container of butter <laughs> and I use the big one oh. because I bake. So like I yeah. often will need a lot of the fake butter because it's not real butter. Yeah. But Metalux. yeah, yeah, yeah. Delicious. Yeah, it is so good. But I'll like, if I notice that his is low, I'll just like scoop some out of mine and like put oh, it I into sense. his, yeah. you know, but... If Netflix wants to sponsor us, please do. I can't get over how big your thing of Netflix is. I have a whole kilo. I know it's amazing. It is amazing. I have, I have coveted your your giant Netflix container. I don't. Why don't you? Do, I don't understand. I don't come for me. I looked for it at Woolies. He told me that's where it would be, and I couldn't it find is. it. What? No. Oh, okay. So I've resigned myself <laughs> to buy the small ones. <laughs> they're they're so much more expensive than small ones. Yeah, mine are from Aldi. Oh, okay. Cheaper, but if Aldi wants to sponsor us too. Oh my gosh, we want all the sponsorships. We want Nuddlux so far. Nuddlux, Aldi, and Coconut Sunscreen. Coconut Sunscreen. Yeah, that sounds about that sounds about right Mm, on brand. All right. Well, jumping straight into our culture quirks, (laughs) Hannah, do you want to start us off? I do. Yeah. So this is actually something that I thought of today. Okay. Um, 
I feel like in Australia, or at least in Perth, there are a lot of street signs for things that aren't streets. Okay. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but start looking around. So I noticed two today that made that just feel ridiculous. So sometimes in the States I've seen them for like community centers or like on the street sign pole, in addition to the streets names, Name. there will also be like a third. So if it's at an intersection instead mm-hmm. of the two street names, there mm-hmm. will also be one that's pointing towards like a community center. Okay. Like another kind of government. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, it seems to be for pretty much anything. Oh, okay. That you yep. can get an additional street sign put on. And it's official. It's like the actual street sign m- mock-up. Yeah. It looks like a normal street sign, except for that it's pointing to something not a street. Right. So the two things that I saw today were Cat Haven has one, which is where we foster through. Mm-hmm. And they have one pointing down towards where they are. Mm-hmm. And there's a cat on it. Oh. <laughs> it's like an official street sign thing, but it's got like their cat logo. A little on little it. emblem. Yeah, that is so funny. And then another one I saw today, I couldn't believe this, and honestly, it was good information to know. I guess was that there was there's a street that apparently won the best Christmas light trail of 2021. And oh my gosh! Stop. It was an official street sign of this thing. Well, first of all, great to know. I know. I was like, this is great. I mean, fantastic. Yeah, now I know where that is. But I don't know that I needed that street sign as a 24. Like, yeah. Who is, what I, here's how I have some follow-up questions that I can probably just do research on myself. But if, if our loyal listeners know the answer to this, yeah, please let me know. Who pays for this? Oh, yeah. Great question. Who asks for this? Who maintains this? Yeah. Is there an application process you have to go through? Or does mm-hmm, the city mm-hmm. say, you had the best Christmas lights, let's get you a sign? I want to know if there are multiple. Like, if you go to a different street, is it? <gasps> what if there was a street that won it three years in a row? Does it have three street signs saying 2018, 2019, well, 2020? Or do they take it down? Yeah, do they take like it? You could only, they yeah. can only be the most up-to-date, best or Or do they update it to say, like, 2018 through 2020? Interesting. I'm but then what if what if a lot of stuff is on that street? Which near Cat Haven there's a lot of things down mm-hmm, that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's like There's like the fairgrounds are near there too, right? Mm-hmm. There's like six different street signs mm-hmm. on this one pole. It's a very long pole full of street signs pointing okay. in the same direction. I, I can't I can't say I've noticed this, but now I'm gonna be keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye out. My favorite one near me is that the like WA Table Tennis Association <laughs> um, is somewhere somewhere near my house. You just follow the street signs. I should have followed the street signs yeah. next time. But yeah, I interesting. I, okay. I haven't noticed that in this in the states, at least in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, to the vast extent, it seems like pretty so. It's much almost like anywhere can get one. Here. It's almost like a trailhead where like there are signs that say like this lookout at this yes, mileage. Very much so. Okay, interesting. But it's but it's like where the street names are right yeah in addition to in addition to yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, i just it's hectic and i don't really understand but maybe it's something we could look into yeah like georgie's house this way yeah (laughs) that's so funny interesting i'll have to look out for it yeah please do um and again a call out for if you are here and you know Mm. why how this happens how we can maybe get it to happen uh Slide into our DMs. Yeah, let us know how we can get a sign that says "We'll Be Right Podcast" here. Here, <laughs> we would have to get two—one for your house, one for my house. I know we would. That's fine. Yeah, Seems yeah. Easy enough. Yeah. Well, apparently there are so many of them that <laughs> we even notice. Yeah, honestly. All right. Nice. What's your culture quirk for this week? My culture quirk this week has to do um, with schooling. 
Um, I don't know why I've run into so much schooling situations in my life, but <laughs> I went to a housewarming last night. Okay. And um, they had just hung up pieces of paper. Now, Hannah, I need to ask you, what do you call, after you finish your university, the piece of paper that you get, what do you call it? Your diploma. Yes. A diploma. What do you call what, No, no, no. I that's what you also call it. I call it a diploma. They, not, they did not, I want to be clear, they did not correct me, but they were like, oh, we call that just a certificate. It's just a certificate for your, for your degree. So a certificate for me would be like, you took a three-week course in candle making and you yeah. got a certificate at the end that said, yep. congrats, you are proficient in candle making. Correct. Maybe. That's what, that's what I would assume as well. That's a certificate is just a piece of paper to acknowledge something. Right. Is my definition of a certificate. A Diploma would be, it's just a, a different type of, it's like TAFE. It's a little more formal. No. Oh, here? It's here. Specifically? It's like, if you have a diploma, it means that you have a TAFE <gasps> level degree. Oh, like like an associate's, bachelor's, yes. master's, doctorate. Yeah. Interesting. Diploma so, is TAFE, I so think. So TAFE in Australia is kind of similar to like a community college. Yes. Your associate, what we would call associate's degree, I'm assuming. Yeah. Like cosmetology school would be TAFE. And yeah. in the States, it's a associate's degree. I feel like there's more opportunities for TAFE here. Oh, totally. Um, oh, yeah. That's something we can talk about later. Yeah, totally. Different. I think that's really interesting. But but that um, would be a diploma. Interesting. So it, so you would get different things. You wouldn't get a diploma. Because in the States, I reckon, if you did it, you got a diploma from every cosmetology school. You would yeah. also get a diploma of, of your master's or your doctorate. Yeah. Yeah. But here, they're different. Interesting. They're completely different. Yeah. That's so, like, I have a high school diploma. I have a university diploma. Yes. Yes, to recognize that I completed my degree. That is so interesting. I'll have to check because we have Jared's, I'm going to say diploma, but I yeah. mean their certificates. Yeah. Um, we have his diplomas. Yeah. I'll have to check to see if they say certificate or diploma on them. That's a good question. I did not read them, but I just, like, pointed at them, and I was like, oh, wow, look, your diplomas. And they were like, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. That is but, very interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's my culture quirk for this week. Okay. Now, Hannah, I am really excited because I wanted to <laughs> introduce a new segment to our show that won't come up every week. Okay. But it's just like a, every once in a while. Occasional segment. An occasional segment. So I want to be clear that everybody listening, this is my first time hearing this as well because Sarah yeah. brought this up and was like, but I'm not going to tell you until we're recording. So we're all experiencing this for the first time together yes. right now. Yes. So this segment is going to be called, What in the World? <laughs> I'm screaming. And I, my vision for this segment is just something that was really weird, like in a clashing, a clashing of something having to do with us being American. So mm. my What in the World moment this week, we had a sink problem in our sink, mm. in our kitchen sink, and a plumber came over. And within the first three minutes, this plumber noticed that I was American. Right. It's not that hard to tell. Oh, yeah. you, you spoke a, I, a single word. I did speak a sentence to him. And within those first three minutes, this stranger decided that it was the appropriate time to bring up American politics. Yes. And I was like, what in the world? <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's really all I had to say about it. It's just one of those things... It happens a lot, and it, it every single time it happens, it catches me off guard. And the thought popped in my head was, "What in the world?" <laughs> <laughs> it's a very cute 
name for the segment. I really Thank you. like it. That is, it's off-putting as soon as it happens. People are asking you about, and I've been in, like, kind of, like, meetings, like, mm-hmm. work meetings with new people. And they've been like, uh-huh. tell me, what do you think about gun control? And I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually still don't remember your name. So maybe we can down first before we go into the nuance. Buy a girl dinner first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, people feel very comfortable sharing some. That's a good one in the world. Yeah. Ooh, I so love it. welcome okay. to our new segment. It's, I feel like it's just a little brief. A brief little one. It's just happen to, when it happens. Yeah, that's right. It only comes up every once in a while, yes. I reckon. And so thanks for joining along in the journey, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what in the freaking world? <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah, I wouldn't consider us friends. Yeah, decently enough. Yeah, okay. Good. Decent. <laughs> Average. Finally, <laughs> some on-air confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, today, um, we've made friends while living here in Perth, Mm -hmm, famously, mm -hmm. and uh, that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, making friends after moving a big move. So we're talking specifically about us having moved abroad and doing it, but kind of as adults, moving and making friends um, after a big move. So that is what we are talking about today. Our credentials are, we are friends, and we met each other here. Mm. That's pretty much it, actually. Yeah. Those are my credentials. Need we, need we say more? <laughs> End of episode. Yeah. Done. <laughs> so clearly we're experts. Obviously. I also just like, before we dive in, like making friends is so hard. As an adult? Yes. Yeah. If you are outside of a university setting, it's mm-hmm. specifically the state's a university setting mm-hmm. because people, I don't know about your university, but we had to live on campus the first year. Um, Most people did, but we yeah. did not have to. But okay. you're, there's a lot of intentional, like, on campus. And I think that's here yeah. too. Big push for intentional on-campus activities mm-hmm. to get people really involved. And there's like clubs and activities. Yeah. Clubs, associations, things to be in, involved in. Yeah. I just found that like it was really easy for me to make friends at uni. Mm-hmm. And then I left uni and was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really common. I think it's really normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's normalize how hard it is to make mm. friends as adults. Yeah. So, um... It's, it's a big thing to move and leave kind of your friendship mm. and support system mm-hmm. and come somewhere where you, I mean, if you've moved just by yourself, you might yeah. not know anyone. And if you've moved with uh, your family or with a partner, yeah, that might be it. That might be who you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, and can't stay that way. <laughs> it can start that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, not feasible to just mm. just rely on that tiny little community. So mm-hmm. we're talking about how, how to, yeah. How we made friends. How yeah. we became friends. <laughs> Why am I such a goofy mood? How we made friends. Yeah, how we made friends. Um, yeah, so that's what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about how, what worked well for us. Because mm-hmm. I think you really have to go out of your way. I think that's kind of the big, yes. the big thing that's different. Is mm-hmm. You kind of have to intentionally seek out either people or opportunities to meet yeah. people. Um, that you don't have to do in other ways or in places where you maybe grew up there and so you have friends. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if you went to university in that city, maybe you have friends from that time of life. But if you're going mm. somewhere where there's, it's just brand new, mm. you have to be really intentional about it. So we're talking Very about um, some of those, some of the ways that we've been intentional about it and mm-hmm. some things that have worked really well and mm-hmm. um, that we would recommend. And some things, yeah. that, I don't know, I have one that did not work super well for me and so I'll okay. share that one as well. Yeah, Okay. Now you've, I know that I say this all the time, but you've moved country 
a few times. Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that, like, I know that with, two, you know, two of the times you were abroad, you were doing so either with school or with a, a group. Yeah, uh, yeah, the first time I did. So the first time I moved abroad was with school. Yeah. Um, and then I moved within, within that move, I moved to another country. Yeah. So that but was still within school. When I moved to um, Korea, I kind of moved with a group. I like, I kind of, I was, I went with an agency. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. There was nobody, I didn't go with a group of people. Right. There was a group of people who were also starting. Right. That's what I kind of meant. There was, there was a form of community. Yeah. That was ac- we accessible. Were all about an hour away from each other. And we didn't oh, know wow. Each other. Okay. Oh, never mind. So, but we did, it was kind of like a space to put us in. Mm-hmm. So actually some of my, I'll talk about that one first, okay. actually. Yeah. So when I moved there, I actually wasn't overly nervous. So, so mm. funny is I, I moved to Korea. I had never stepped foot in Asia at all. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to land and be there for at least a year. Yeah. And I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. I have not met anyone in person. I'd met people via Zoom. Okay. I'd met like the teacher, some of the teachers at the school I was going to be working at via Zoom. Mm-hmm. And I was obviously connected to a program, which was very helpful um, because that kind of organized, like, getting me in touch with different places for a job and getting me health insurance. And um, But, yeah, otherwise I didn't know anyone. And I honestly wasn't that nervous about it because I had I have gotten very lucky when I've gone. And I, I, am, I like making friends. Yeah. And I like, you know, being in that spot. And I think I just was kind of – like, oh, yeah, well, wherever it comes from, I yeah. would probably be making, finding a community there. Mm. Uh, because I'm kind of a homebody as much as I've moved. I'm kind yeah. of a homebody. And so I like having that consistency and having people that I connect with and am part of this group, which I think is probably pretty normal. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I felt pretty assured that that was going to happen at some point. And mm. um, that group of people, so it was other teachers who had arrived to the same program. Yeah. We met, like, two months into us being in Korea okay. I think, or maybe a month and a half mm-hmm. and we all met up in Seoul we were all in different spots uh, yeah. in Incheon and um, two of those girls I am still incredibly good friends with oh, okay. I don't know any of the other ones yeah. <laughs> at all um, but two of them we've made an effort to meet up every year mm. we chat regularly I'm going when I'm going back to the states um, I'm going for one of their weddings. Oh, and, sweet. Yeah, but we're very, very, very good friends. Yeah. My best friends. And uh, I was so lucky to find them, but it was part of this group. And so yeah. I didn't have to go out of my way to, mm. to like, join a community group mm-hmm. or to go, like, look for this. I just mm-hmm. had to go to the orientation that I was yeah. contractually obligated to yeah. do. <laughs> and mm. just got very lucky that they were there. But, yeah. you know, obviously you kind of have to keep making an effort to yeah. see them and do mm-hmm. that. But that's just kind of how friendship works in general. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and honestly, after leaving there, when I came to Australia, I also wasn't nervous. Yeah, wow, okay. Because I kept getting really lucky and meeting mm. these people and finding these things. Mm-hmm. But it was very different here mm-hmm. because Jared was here mm-hmm. and he had a community of people. Obviously, he's from here. He had a community of people that he was friends with mm. from primary school, some yeah. of them. Yeah, And some from college and some from high school and some from work. Like, it just... Yeah. You know, some from church, and it was just mm-hmm. so I kind of at the beginning didn't go out of my way as much to mm. find that group mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, I'll just kind of find them in the group that Jared already yeah. has. Yeah. Did you feel like you know you knew 
that there was like a finite time when you went to Korea. Do you think that was helpful or did you find that was a hindrance Hmm. knowing that you were going to be there for a year? I think that it felt like actually quite a long time. Okay. Um, going and just not having any sense of community mm-hmm. when I went. Mm-hmm. So I think it was almost like, I felt like I kind of had to find some kind of sense of community, some mm-hmm. kind of kind of family-esque group. Yeah, yeah. And people that I could really trust and lean on when mm-hmm. things were challenging. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I actually felt like there was almost more of a push to find that. Okay. Because there was no yeah f- fallback, I yeah. guess. Yeah. But when I moved here the first time, I felt like there was less there was less need for a fallback. Mm. And I think that's a little bit of a, a tripping point for mm-hmm. people, including myself at that time, was to kind of expect that your partner or your partner or if it was a friend you were moving with or mm-hmm. if it was your family you were moving with is going to be that fallback. And mm. so you almost don't feel the need. Mm-hmm. I did not personally feel the need to go out and put myself mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. But it was just as important to find mm-hmm. that community outside my partner, if not more. Yeah, yeah. Because... I love my husband, obviously. It's a very mm. good thing mm. um, to do. But he can't be and will never be everything in the world to me. Yeah, yeah. And you need to have friends. Yeah. And a community outside of your partner. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, after a little bit, was like, remembered that. Mm. And started to work a little bit more and just kind of utilize some of those same techniques that I used in Korea yeah. or in Europe or, yeah. you know, wherever. Yeah. And that helped. And mm. I still, you know, am friends with some of those people Yeah. today. Mm. But, yeah, I, I did have to kind of remind myself to step out of that little, mm-hmm. that little circle. Mm. Out of the bubble. Yeah. Mm. So when you moved here, you had visited a couple times, right? Visited twice, okay. yeah. Um, but during that time, I really didn't spend much time getting to know Jeremy's friends. I was really yeah. just surrounded by his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working really hard to get them to like me because <laughs> I thought they would become my family, which they did. Yep. Good call. It's a good gut feeling. <laughs> um, yeah, but even then, like, I, I've said this before and geographically, if you live here in Perth, this makes sense, but we're divided by, a, Perth is divided by a river. Yeah. And so Jeremy's family lives north of the river and we live south. And while it's only like a 35 minute drive, it's actually like quite far. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's a big length. It's a big length. Yeah, yeah. So we don't go up there very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we first moved here, um, first of all, we only thought we were going to be here for six months. And That's so right. I had the opposite reaction to you. Like six months to me, I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to make friends in six months time. Like, six months in a year, though. Quite. Yeah. To- yeah, I agree. They're, yeah, they're different. They are, they are completely different. Because you could probably generally, like mostly rely on your partner or. Yeah, exactly. That- established group for mm. six months that probably yeah. wouldn't be yeah too far out there but no yeah that makes sense it's kind of a that is a yeah. mindset i think to yeah have. so i was like really nervous i was like oh my gosh a i'm not gonna be able to make friends and b it's, it's a whole new place and i just mm-hmm. don't feel like six months is enough time to like put roots down or whatever yeah interesting you know? um obviously that did not happen <laughs> what, what is it three years later yeah three years later. <laughs> uh it'll be three years in like two months which is crazy oh. i know um, yeah, so I, like, w- was really anxious coming mm. here originally because I just, like, didn't know what community was going to look like because I didn't know. And I've expressed this before, and I've shared this before, that it was really, really tough for me to make friends, mm-hmm. mainly because, yeah, during those times that I visited, the only 
people that I really hung out with were Jeremy's family. And then, yeah. and then now they lived so far away because the only place that we could rent mm-hmm. um, within our budget was south of the river. Yeah. And I guess yeah. it's tough. So when we came here this time, um, I knew that there was going to be, there was community here already from when I lived here yeah. in 2017. Yeah. Like there were friends that I had and had stayed in touch with and not just stayed in touch with, but like grown yeah. in friendship with. Mm. And you know, I knew kind of what it looked like to live close-ish to family, but not very close. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I had kind of an idea that um, I could come into, like knowing some of these yeah. things were more established. Yeah. Um, it's hard going and not having kind of a clear vision, mm-hmm. not being able to really fully imagine it. Yeah. It's hard, even if it's not going to be the yeah. Even if it's not what you imagine, mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to kind of envision something. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And so Jeremy was attending a church up north at the mm-hmm. time with his, with his parents. Um, and um, just a small group that they were in, like that Jeremy was in. It's not that I didn't get along with the girls, but a lot of them lived even further north than oh, Jeremy's yeah. family. So it would be like 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> commute. Yeah. by car that's not even by like train mm-hmm. so it just like wasn't it wasn't feasible and I didn't feel like we like hung out enough for it for them to be considered friends like I, I definitely became friends with some of the girls up there yeah. but it just like bec- distance like actually hard. was really hard yeah yeah and we didn't I didn't start making friends until we found a church closer to us Mm -hmm. and that we've relied like or I have anyways I can probably speak for Jeremy as well Mm -hmm. that we found friends through church yeah through that kind of community through that type of community yeah yeah Yeah. so that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about is kind of what what like different kind of what community groups yeah or community group-esque things yeah 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 yeah. you've joined because I know Mm -hmm. I found that super helpful yeah and I think that I was more proactive about it immediately in Korea because I had Mm -hmm. nowhere else to look yeah and that was great because then when I moved Mm -hmm. here I already had that kind of primed Mm -hmm. um that I I knew what these little outlets were Mm. um so I started using this thing called uh meetup oh yeah 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 so I used it a lot in Korea and it was really popular with um the expat community um not just Americans, but just like all, yeah, like a lot of expats and, um, and Koreans. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really cool. There were like hiking groups and mm. groups would go watch movies, and you could just go and look to see these kind of established groups would just organize like field trips or like yeah. activities and outings. I know a friend of mine joined a board game group um, that was oh. just in her local kind of city that she lived in. Yeah. Just meet up at a cafe, play a board game. I love that. Yeah. I love it. I went to a couple movies with this group. They would go see a movie and then go out to eat afterwards. Wow, I love that. And I don't think, I mean, I think I was friendly with a couple people Mm -hmm. from that. But, you know, it was kind of like you just meet people. So there's the opportunity to make that. Yeah. So I, the first thing that I did within the first three weeks, I joined, um, Facebook pages. Yes. I joined a lot of photographers in Perth Facebook yeah, pages. That makes sense. And Hannah, I do not recommend doing this, but oh. within the first three weeks, literally first three weeks of me getting off the plane, mm-hmm. 
I went to this networking event for photographers. Yeah. And the reason I don't, well, maybe I do recommend it. I don't really know. (laughs) Everyone knew each other. Like I walked in and people were like, oh, how long have you been here? And I literally was like, (laughs) um, three weeks. And they were like, wait, what? (laughs) How do you even know about this group? And I was like, Google. (laughs) Yeah. You know, um, from that, I had, like, I actually have met a lot of really great people. Another mm-hmm. American, actually. Wait, I've, I've talked about it before. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other photographer, um, American photographer that I've met mm-hmm. from Minnesota. Um, and, yeah, that was, like, really, really helpful. Yeah, so finding, like, um, groups with kind of like-minded interests. Yeah. 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 Or professions, I, w- yeah. I would say, yeah. I did similar things so when I was here in 2017 I was an au pair mm. and so I joined like an au pairs in Perth group mm-hmm. and met up with other people doing the same thing I was doing mm. and it was nice she just grabbed coffee with them yeah Sarah I don't know if I've told you this but this mm. is genuinely nuts so I met up with this girl she was so nice we had coffee a couple times yeah. lunch a couple times and then she did her second year or so second six months or something like that up yeah. north so okay. she moved out of her yeah um but we like followed each other on instagram and whatever yeah cool. so was she american no she was oh. from the netherlands oh yeah okay and she was no pair yeah here as well yeah, yeah so fast forward like four years yeah so jared and i are in belgium uh-huh. well, so sorry we're in the netherlands because Jared had a work trip okay. in a smallish town called Eindhoven. Okay. Um, he had to go there for work. We ended up getting getting engaged on this trip. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's like I knew I was going over there. We were going to get engaged. Yeah. As we met, it was all very romantic, right? Okay. <laughs> so that's the, honestly the side part of the story. So we're in the Netherlands. We're in Eindhoven. We decide to go out and get a drink after dinner. Yeah. And we walk into this bar, you know, order whatever, go sit in the corner, and this woman runs up to me, straight up <gasps> runs up to me, and goes. Hannah? Oh my gosh, stop. And I was like, yes. So I lived in the Netherlands for six months-ish for while here a semester Mm -hmm. and was like, I do not recognize her at all. Then I realized it was this woman who was also an au pair in Perth and she is from Eindhoven. (gasps) Wow. So she and her friends went to go see a movie, had a drink afterwards, and then I, this random girl who was an American who she met in Perth, waltzed in with this guy and sat in the corner and she gave up to me. We ended up spending the entire night together. It was Aww. the most like ridiculous and fun night. What a small world. But it was so funny. So yeah, we, we, I knew that's where I had heard the name of this time mm. before. Love it. Um, but yeah, we met up years later, but we really followed each other on socials and mm. that's how we kind of knew each other still. That is knew so of funny. Each other. But yeah, crazy. But we had just met up here through this like au pairs in Perth. Yeah group yeah i've also met up with a lot of other americans because of the americans in birth yeah. facebook yeah page yeah. shout out to y'all love you guys <laughs> um so in addition to facebook groups um and meetups i actually also when i was in korea i did a, like a language classes mm, and mm-hmm. so i met up with other people who were trying to learn korean but it was a really cool program so i got to take the class for free because mm. so I took Korean class for free and because for 30 to 45 minutes after my Korean class I hung out with the Korean students who were learning English and so I would like just chat with them and talk and we would talk about whatever topic they were mm. um, learning about in that lesson mm-hmm. and so it was kind of like trading 
not even teaching. They were like other young adults mm-hmm. my age. Um, but just having that like language immersion mm-hmm. situation of like the native language speaker. Mm. Um, yeah. So I met like a ton of people. That's that. so cool. Yeah, it was really fun. That is so fun. One of my really, really good friends who's in our wedding, mm. um, I met at that class, at a kimchi making class actually, because she she was much better at Korean than I was. She'd been there for a year already and is very bright. She's really smart. And mm. she picked it up very fast. She's taking college level Korean classes. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Very smart woman. Mm. Um, yeah, we met at this kimchi making class at the a language school put on. Wait, I love that. It's so fun. That's so amazing. Hmm. What a small world. I know. There's well, probably not a lot of yeah. language classes you need to take here. Um, despite the accent differences, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty set. Although, us, but total side note, I want to pick up Spanish again. Oh, yeah. I haven't gotten onto it. And then I really want to learn Swahili. I only mm-hmm. know a little bit of Swahili, but that's Jeremy's um, first language. And yeah. I would love to learn Swahili. And yeah. I've been thinking about going to classes, but I've never gotten around to it. Yeah. Well, I, I should. Can... I think it's going to be my, like, on my to-do list mm. for 2023. Love it. I know. I think I want to sign up for Swahili. Fun. Oh, that'll be so cool. I know. Wouldn't that be so fun? <laughs> That was a side note. Yeah. Um, yeah, classes, whether they're kimchi making classes or mm, language classes or mm, Swahili classes. Yeah, love that. I also, um, something that I think that I did relatively well mm. was I, if there was an event on, I would go. Yeah. And that was really hard. Yeah. It was really, really hard. Social anxiety hit me like a brick wall. Yeah. But... I think it was one of the the best things that I did. Mm. So like, um, yeah. If anyone in passing told me that they were going to go do something, yeah, I would make it an effort and a priority to go. Yeah, it's honestly, it's hard. And I think that I don't know, you know, it's hard to do this because you have to put yourself out there so much more than if you yes. have this established community. Because it's not a nice to have. You need to make friends. You need to yeah. make community. Yeah. So you have to go out of your way to do these things. Not just like a oh, if I feel like it, it might be cool to like meet some people. But yeah. Like, oh no, I need to meet some people. So here yeah. we go. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, me and a group of friends are gonna go to. Um, What's the um, the statues at Cottesloe? Do you oh, know what that is? Oh, yeah, sculptures, sculptures by the Sea. Yeah, Sculptures by the Sea. Like, they would be like, oh, we're going if you want to come. And I would, like, they might never mention it again, but I was like, I'm going to be there. Yes. Like, I have to go and force myself to go. Can I tell you something? Yeah. When we went to that Hamilton club night. Oh! <laughs> I was like, I mean, listen, yeah. it was super cool. Right, right, right. It was exactly the type of thing that I'm interested in doing. Yeah. I was really nervous because yeah. I didn't know you or Marcy no. or the other girl that we went with and yeah. were friends with. Like, I kind of knew Marcy, but yeah. I think we'd only hung out maybe once before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. we saw each other at her wedding. Yeah. So yeah. there were other things going on that day for her. Yes, yes. I know, rude um, that all of her attention was not on you. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> um, but we had not really met before. We met at Marcy's wedding. Yeah, but yeah like but... super briefly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, you mostly met Jared, which we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, But we went to this thing, and I was like, but I gotta go. Yeah. Like, this is really nerve-wracking, but I gotta go. Yeah. Because I could be friends with them. Yeah. And I have to put myself out there. Yeah. And, yeah. Well done, you. It turned out well. Turned out relatively well for both of us. I mean, I don't know. It turned out average. Still we'll see how. figure it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this friendship goes. 
Um, but yeah, really putting yourself out there. I, Jared actually, and he, when I told him what the topic was going to be, he offered up this, his experience mm, because okay. Jared moved to the States after I moved mm-hmm. here. So we moved together to the States and he did a fantastic job of going out of his way to meet mm. people. And one thing that Jared really likes to do, and I would never have brought this up on my own because this is not an interest of mine at all, is sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he tried to draw. He tried to join a local basketball team. Yeah, it wasn't working out. But he really enjoys. It's because he's so short. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was. Like, I want to speak. My husband's like four inches shorter than Jared. Jared. <laughs> so it was like you could join a community basketball group, but here you can kind of join like pickup groups. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was you kind of had to jo- you had to join a team to be yeah. able to join this thing. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't know anyone. So he couldn't join a team, and they had mm-hmm. kind of a, there was like a team of people who couldn't find a team. Yeah. But only if enough people couldn't find a team was this team going to be put together, and it never yeah. did. So he like really tried hard to go on a basketball, find a basketball team. Yeah. That's his sport of choice. Couldn't find one, and he was like, you know what? That's totally fine. I will join a softball team. Obsessed. Had never played softball, never played baseball. He said he had played softball in like primary school. Sure. But was like, this is the sport that's available to me. Yeah. And he made some fantastic friends. Well done. Yeah. And then when softball stopped, he joined a touch football team. Well done, Jared. Because people oh. kept getting hurt. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Total side note. This is really funny. Yeah. My younger brother just moved to D.C. Yeah. And, uh, well, I didn't just move. He moved, he's been there a year. But mm-hmm. when he was there, he was with a fellow program. So, like, he had friends. Yeah. But then he's now staying in D.C. Mm-hmm. and the fellows have left. But, um he joined a volleyball team and he was in the misfit group turns out this is so funny hannah he was trying to make this team or whatever and all these misfits came on all the four other players all did not know each other all played d1 volleyball in uni and so they just won their tournament (laughs) samuel was like he was like, um, so I joined this team just like to have fun, team. and then they don't even need me. <laughs> they, yeah. They run circles around so us. Jared's yeah. team, both of them, were very bad. Okay. Um, Which honestly is kind of fun. It's fine. Like, I don't know. But I feel like it's fun. The funny thing with the touch football team is they literally, a bunch of them did not even know the rules, including oh, Jared. No. But yeah. so they just kind of figured it out as they went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I applaud. Jeremy kept trying to get me to join teams. But Everyone was... tried to get me to join a freaking... Rugby? They no. tried to get me to join rugby. No. They were like, Sarah, you feel you seem like you'd be good at that. <laughs> okay. And I'm no, like... I got AFL me and... Um, netball. Netball. I don't... Everyone wanted me to join netball. I was like, no, I don't. I don't want to play a sport with you. I don't want to play a sport, period. And I will not join your mixed netball team. My thing was, is we moved here in the middle of summer, and everyone was trying to get me to join a team. And at the time, I was dying of heat stroke every day. So I was like... um, unless you are like unless i am swimming yeah. the answer is no yeah i should yeah. join a swimming team though i could still probably do that actually hmm. i love swimming i should do that it's a great idea well i won't be joining any sports teams but i'll come watch you oh my I'm gosh a very good fun. spectator oh, i've got great. a lot of practice wait i can't do swimming i literally would be the, like no one would want me on their swimming team why because australians are incredible at swimming you join a if australians team. have anything to do with anything it is that they are good swimmers yeah it's, it's all water it's an island yeah yeah well, so that's, yeah, I won't personally be joining a sports team, but it's okay. a great idea. It is a great idea. Jared, thank you. Yeah, love to see it. Um, I do have to say one thing that I was not good at. Oh, good, because I have one as well. <laughs> okay, I know that, I know that we do compare the States and Australia a lot on this podcast, 
yeah. naturally speaking. Um, when I moved here, though, I would say that I I did it to a point where it was extremely negative and was negatively impacting my view of friendships. Yeah. And conversation making with other people. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I really regret. But yeah. also, like, I have learned to grow past it. Yes. I think that's normal. I, I think, think it is a very normal thing for people yeah. to, when they move, to start really hyper-focusing on. Yeah. So, somebody mentioned to me, so the culture work thing, somebody mentioned mm. to me, because the whole idea of that segment is these are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the entire idea. Exactly. Um, but somebody mentioned about that segment specifically that it's identifying the differences without putting judgment on the differences. Mm. Although sometimes mm. we do say... Sometimes we do complain. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, like, the afternoon morning tea thing. Yeah. Such a good idea. Great. Brilliant. We love it. Let's start it. Yes. Um, but the, the idea isn't to say one is better than the other, but just notice mm. that there's differences and move past them. Mm-hmm. And you talk about kind of culture shock mm. I think that it lasts a lot longer mm-hmm. and in a different way when when a full-on move yes. is happening so it's yes. not just visiting for two weeks it's not being there for a six-month kind of finite period of time yes you're there yeah it's permanent we start to notice these things and they start to come out in different ways yeah I've noticed newer people to moving yeah real hyper focused on things they don't like about it either. yes I agree and I think I did that mm-hmm. for it probably six months. And then when we realized that I would be staying, A, I was upset. Yeah. <laughs> um, and not upset in this, like, I really love it here. So, like, not in the sense that I, like, even even through that time of not having a lot of friends, I could still tell that I was going to like it a lot here, yeah. if that makes sense. It was a bit of, yeah, there was just, just some discord happening, you yeah. know? Just some, it was uncomfortable, yeah. I think, you Which know? It's, I think. I think it's normal. normal. Yeah, but- normal and yeah, but through that, I like w- through knowing that I would be staying, I was able to kind of shed some of those things mm-hmm. and really bring to light the things that I do love. Yeah, so not kind of hold on to the things that make you uncomfortable. Yeah, or that feel odd. Yeah, and Jeremy was so graceful during that time as well. Aww. Like he was really, really, really sweet. And ten out of ten would recommend being married to your husband. Being married to my, I'm just reminding myself. You know, okay, you can listen back on this clip. <laughs> Jeremy won't hear it. Jeremy doesn't listen. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's important to find, although yeah, in your in your partner or in those friends. If you're mm. if you're friends with somebody who is moving mm. or has moved, and you're in that you're in your kind of home country or mm-hmm. your established space, like leave space for that and know that yeah, yeah like the it's not that they hate it. Mm. But it's, I think it's a very normal part of the kind of culture clash that happens yeah. when you make a full move. Yeah. Um, what was the thing that you didn't, didn't do It well? was kind of a fail. I, okay. It was a great idea I had. So I actually utilized some of these when I moved back to the States. Because okay. Because I realized I hadn't lived there full time since high school. Yeah. So I moved to, to, back yeah. to Minnesota with Jared. Jared was going out of his way to make all these friends. I had established friendships mm. from when I was younger. Yeah. And I really love and cherish those friendships. I was happy to be back to them in person, but I realized that I didn't have a lot of like new friends mm, from mm-hmm. this new stage of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, so some of those I ended up finding from work. Actually, mm. quite a few people I found and was great friends with them and still very good friends with mm. from, from work. Um, but I tried doing Bumble friends. Yep. Okay. And it did not work. 
Okay. It uh, it was odd. Yeah. I think that it was fine for coffee, but it was hard to find kind of a real shared commonality. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It didn't work for me. Okay. I feel like it could probably work for other people. I tried it like three times and I was just like, I can't get yeah. any energy into this. I think it would work better to meet people in person through yeah. something. But maybe okay. that's just kind of who... Maybe just who you are. Yeah. Yeah, and your personality but type. It didn't and work. It was really I can't awkward. I can't imagine that it would work for me either to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um yeah, it didn't work super well. But it was a cool idea and mm. I thought I tried it. And, you know, maybe it'll work for someone else. Mm. But I it, it did not work for me. Um yeah. yeah. But one thing I actually I wanted to kind of end on. Yeah. Was so we talked a lot about you've moved and you're finding these new friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think that one thing when I first moved, when I first went to probably to uni. Yeah. Um, and then when I went to uni in Europe. Yeah. Because there was new groups of people there. It hit me a little bit late and it was an actual learning for me. Mm. But it's really important and you need to keep making space for those friendships back home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's still an established community. Yeah. And still an established kind of support network for you. mm and I think there's sometimes this feeling of, like, I've moved and I need to focus on on this and this new space that I'm in. Mm. And that is important. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to keep those mm. those friendships totally around and alive. Because they are long-term friendships, mm. usually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I think we've like we've touched base on this in in past episodes Mm. about like how to retain you know friendships um and grow and grow friendships yeah Yeah. episode with robin lloyd yeah um which and they're a great example of that yeah they're permanently separate yeah living in the states in australia (laughs) they're permanently far apart (laughs) um but have grown their friendship Mm. in that yeah yeah. And while it is, like, I, it's so challenging, but I think, like, the positives and, like, the value that you can get out of those mm-hmm. friendships outweighs any negative impact that distance yeah. has. Because you can make new friends and have that person totally. be a good support system and a good, you know, go-to person. But mm-hmm. there's no need to to disregard or leave yeah. behind those other friendships. Yeah. I mean, listen, people were doing it long before FaceTime, mm-hmm. Zoom. Yeah like you know snapchat Mm. instagram made it just ridiculously easy to just hang out and message and chat and marco polo Mm. right like all of these things make it so easy people were maintaining these super long-term friendships Mm -hmm. via letters yeah if they could do it we could do it that's true um and i yeah i really value my friendships here and the new friendships i have here and the friendships i've had for a couple years but I am still very grateful and very invested in those friends mm. either back home or like I mentioned, you know, these friends from Korea who yeah. live across the US. Yeah. And we they live in so these three friends that I yeah. I'm still really good friends with, they live in three different time zones. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Still very invested in those friendships and like How does that happen? I mean, I know how that happens, but oh my gosh. I know it's so funny. That is we hilarious. Really were like, okay, bye. <laughs> You want peace out? Uh, pretty much as far away from each other as we could get. Oh man, States, but it do be like that sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. I think it is 
just an incredible opportunity when you move to make Mm. these new friendships and build this like I how was I ever supposed to know that I would I genuinely would never have thought like oh I'm gonna meet another American girl and we'd be great friends and we'd start a podcast together and be lovely yeah I never thought it if anything I I know I I didn't think we were going to be friends I know I see it on your face you've said it to me before I know I'm so sorry it's fine I am such a wonderful person I just you, I worked really hard. You snuck right into the uh-huh. crevices of my uh-huh. cold heart. <laughs> my cold and bitter heart. Uh, it, I mean, I've talked about this before. Just when somebody is like, oh my gosh, you're American. I know an American. Yeah. I have to introduce you. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I didn't trust Jared, to be perfectly honest, when he was like, you'll love my wife. And I yeah, was like. I wouldn't recommend trusting him now. I was literally like, well, of course you love her. Yeah. <laughs> Again, a helpful base for a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. She's like, um, I think you might be a little bit biased. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, but I'm open to that. Important. I, so I, many people I'm friends with here is because someone's been like, I think you'd like this person. I know this person because they work in this. Yeah. One thing I didn't mention is volunteering. Oh, yeah. That yeah. has been a great way for me to make friends mm. here. Friends that I was excited to come back to, I met through volunteering. Oh, nice. Oh, love that. Yeah. I... I have not volunteered a lot. Yeah. I, I volunteer at, at church and yeah. I'm like in like the ladies group or whatever. Yeah. But, um, when I originally went to start volunteering with, um, the Australian Red Cross, cause yeah. I am very passionate about donating blood. Very weird thing to be passionate well, Jared about. Jared hit his 10th donation, um, this week. Wow. I pass out. So I almost got a lifetime ban from donating blood in Australia. Oh, yes. Yeah, you have told me that. Um, I have O negative blood. So I I have given, when I was in the States, I would give like every three months, like very regularly. Um, But anyways, I went to go volunteer with them. And then we had a a panorama, as I like to say. (laughs) And I got an email like literally a week after I submitted my paperwork. And they're like, we're not currently taking any any volunteers. It's a hard time to do it. And then honestly, I never jumped back in. Yeah. So I could, but. This maybe is a good a good, uh, maybe we'll yeah, like, good maybe reminder. We end on this, like, yeah, Hannah, we should go volunteer. Well, I you can't. Okay, Hannah is not going to. I will volunteer somewhere else. I will That's not a... be volunteering there because I will pass out. And no, then... I'm saying we should go volunteer somewhere else. We should go do something. That would be fun. I think that's a great idea. Great. And we'll end with Sarah starting to donate blood again. Woohoo! We used to go as a family. My dad used that's to be. So sweet. My dad literally used to be like. All right, kids, <laughs> we, there's a blood drive down to the Baptist church yeah. downtown. And, like, myself, my two younger siblings, my older brother, we would wow. all get in the car and go to So North Carolina was, like, mostly lit our blood in the Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's adorable. My I know. dad used to go, and I would go with him, and he would get the iodine, and I always thought the iodine oh, yeah. was mustard. Oh, gross. <laughs> that took a long time. Well, I think that... We've got some good ideas. I honestly, I reckon I'm going to try to do some of these. Like, yeah, I agree. I need to start volunteering again and donating blood again. And yeah, and I think I might join some like kind of local, get more active on like my local Facebook groups. Yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah, I agree. All right. Let's do it. Let's... Well, we can deem and compare how many people we've made friends with. Oh, that's a great idea. We'll come back in a month and let you guys know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this has been super fun. And. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, it's tough. It's tough to move yeah. and find a new community, but there's a lot of ways to do it. And yeah. honestly, the payoff is amazing because you make friends that maybe are just fun fun people to hang out with every once in a while, and then sometimes you really hit it off. And, like, yeah, totally. you find an incredible person that you get to 
like have as a long-term person yeah and speaking of social media and joining facebook groups you guys can find us on instagram and on tiktok at will be right underscore podcast um come hang out with us there and if you guys want friends slide into our dms yeah we also want them so. we also are looking for friends <laughs> to replace each other okay no, <laughs> on a serious note hannah thanks for being my friend i really appreciate you and you mean a lot to me sarah thanks for welcoming my insecurities about meeting Americans. You've <laughs> cured them all. <laughs> I'm here to do it. Just breaking stereotypes left and right. I love it. I am also very, very grateful. Oh, stop. Oh, it's been, it's been very lovely to be able to, to find uh, each other. And that. this has been our, like, monthly uh, fangirling over our own friendship. It's I true. Guess. It's come back. I know. It happens about on once a month. Okay. <laughs> well, if you would prefer to join a local softball team or rugby team, or if you would rather uh, make kimchi at a kimchi baking class. Mm. I think either way, this week? I think we'll be right. I think we'll be right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.